his 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 facial expression was like joy, happiness. <laughs> Jill's facial expression was like some mixture of horror and like you're pissing on my couch. Right. Yeah. I got this from Crate and Barrel. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with a proprietary, tasty blend of analysis and humor. We have a fun collection of topics to cover today, including an overly noisy wife, an unacceptable odor, and some confusion about peeing versus squirting. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, Keith. I'm worried about the peeing versus squirting topic. I'm going to get yelled at again. Yeah, something for everybody to look forward to. And now for everyone's least favorite part of podcasting, please rate and review the show. Tell your friends about us. Insist to your friends that they listen to us, threaten their families, whatever it takes. We're a team here. And if you have any feedback for the show, we famously pay $10 for any feedback we receive at YMMVPod on Twitter or YMMVPod at gmail.com. Incidentally, those two places are also open for questions you'd like us to answer on the show. All right, enough of that medicine. Let's get started. So a friend of mine expressed something in relation to our last show that I just wanted to briefly address. Do you remember our conversation about the husband masturbating to photos of his wife? Yes, this was the boss key husband. Right. My friend expressed with a surprising amount of certainty that the husband must have been masturbating to older pictures of his wife. So pictures oh, of his no. wife from, from when she was younger. And I thought that was a preposterous theory. And I just wanted to run that by you to see if you also thought that was preposterous. What I like about it is that like, what I like about it is that he's not, he it's, it's, <laughs> it's still not going to be something that the woman wants to hear. Right. It's like, it's like, uh, he's just found a different angle to make it pretty brutal for her. <laughs> It's like, okay, right. so instead of yeah, instead of him running away from the fact that he was watching some random porn, now it's like, oh, remember 10 years ago when you were hot? Yeah, right. that's what I beat off to. Right. I, I pointed out to him that it was her giddiness and excitement about, quote unquote, catching him masturbating to photos of her would not be, uh, it wouldn't be that that much if it was photos of her from when she was much younger. So, I don't- yeah, I, I just don't feel that as a possible is, thing. I don't think this is a thing that men would do generally. I mean, I'd be interested in feedback from listeners on this, but like, I mean, I, I think that like, I think the male drive is very present based, meaning like, yeah, I guess you could watch like, there are people that like vintage porn, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting, the notion if you watch like, you know, they have like old like sort of stag films various ones you can find online that are from maybe the fifties and sixties. And it's interesting to think like these women are all dead, sort of interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's not like, I think that men, I think the male drive is very present focused for various sort of obvious reasons. And so because of that, I think like, I think that like the sort of sadness associated with like old pictures or videos of somebody when they were more attractive would kind of not go along well with masturbation, which is, you know, a joyful habit. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually wondered this a bit myself. When I see a picture, so this is a really common thing on on Reddit. People will post pictures of their grandmother from when they were much younger or uh, post pictures that uh, of people who are much younger. And I don't find them 
knowing that that person is now old actually takes a, a little bit away from a photo's eligibility as masturbation material for me. I agree. Uh, I recently saw uh, a picture that a man posted of his wife. He said, here's my wife. And it was a picture of a bag of ashes. <laughs> and that was, this is real, actually. He was trying to have a good sense of humor. I think that she'd been dead for a while. That also I was not able to masturbate to. Yeah, that's uh, probably a good thing. But I mean, seriously, though, like, I don't think it makes sense. Like, why should I care what the age of the person is now? It, I, it's not like it's, it's just a fantasy. It's never going to happen anyway. But that's right. for some reason, my brain, for some reason, my brain shuts it down. That's right. Intellectually, it shouldn't matter. But like, it's, yeah, I mean, like, it just, yeah, I mean, there's various content like that. You know, I mean, yeah, like, uh, even, even, I mean, there was, there's, there, there are still circulating videos from, I'm going to forget her name, but the woman who was on idepthroat.com, uh, I can't remember her name, her first name, but but it, probably fake first name anyway. But uh, like those are from maybe the year 2000, 2001. And like they're compelling. They're, they're kind of grainy now. I mean, like that you, there's that's a problem. But also like it, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, this is, that's too long ago. It's not compelling. Yeah. I don't know Heather. why. Her name is Heather. Okay. Well, I'll have to investigate that later, but uh, as disc- because it's so old, I don't think, you know, Heather's probably now in her 50s, right? It's just not- Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of idiosyncratic things that make masturbating to a photo difficult, uh, I have a photo that I sent you, and yes. I would like to discuss this. It is... Um, Apropos to something we've discussed a few times on the show, um, you can you can open it now. To our listeners, you should you should open now and and take a look if if you are near a computer. Uh, the, yeah, the, photo the photo will be, will be in the, in the, show, the notes. show notes. Yeah, yeah, we can't actually like make the thumbnail for this episode the photo or whatever because we'll get banned even more. Yeah, they'll ban us harder uh, for for the the truth we speak. Uh, but I will open it now, and other people should open it as well. Here we go. Okay, so oh, uh, ooh. It's, it's fairly high res. Has, has it downloaded for you? Oh yeah, that, it came up quickly. I have my fiber optic line just for this mm. kind of situation. Should I zoom <laughs> in? Because oh my lord! Well, can mm. you find what it is about this photo that bothers me? That bothers you? I mean, can I say what is great about it first? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why don't you describe um, it? I like. Oh, do, I'm not sure I can. Describe. I mean, she she probably. Probably has breast implants. I mean, it's a, so what is it? It's a woman with, uh, I guess you call those pigtails that she's pulling to either side. Very thin, uh, white uh, woman. Uh, she has large breasts. She has her shirt sort of pulled up. Uh, and then no, below that, there's no clothing at all. Right. And she's she has curvy. A she, has a nice, she has a nice weight, waist to hip ratio. Yeah. She has a choker around her neck. She has a very uh, kind of lightly hairy very lightly hairy, a landing strip, landing strip, but then she's, mm-hmm. um, shaved, uh, her down below that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean like things that are nice are like the, the way she's standing. I'm not sure if this is like her natural pose or if she's sort of thrusting her hips forward a little bit to make sure that Unclear. her vulva is as obvious as it is. Mm-hmm. Her chest is sort of full, but I mean, I think they're probably implants, but like it, it they're almost certainly implants. A woman would be like, oh, this is obviously implants, but like they as would, a man, like I don't you know. They would be exceptional for her size. Yeah. And they're sort of like the nipples look kind of thrust forward in a way that's unnatural. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's no see. visible scars though. Well, it could be that, uh, yeah, I mean, they're various 
possibilities yeah, she could have there. photoshopped it could be the angle who knows but there's a line kind of going across her chest but i assume that's just a shadow so let's ignore i'm, I'm look, I I am looking for the imperfection for you a shadow for one of the pigtails yeah you're okay you have her labia. said the imperfection there, yet there is a white dot <laughs> on her labia yes there is uh i'm gonna go with labia uh, labium minorum uh-huh. Uh, one of them there, and I, and so I, I, yeah, it's not clear exactly what that is. Um, it's also, clear to me what it is. I know what it is. Oh, uh, let's hear it. Is she? Does she have the herp? Or no? It's sorry, toilet uh, paper. Oh my goodness! You're certain? <laughs> I am fairly certain. I would I would ascribe a 85 percent chance to that being toilet paper. Wow! This is a fairly high resolution photo. Uh, I don't know what kind of camera was taken here, but. You know, notice you can see her sort of peach fuzz around her belly button. Um, but yes, I, I believe that is a fleck of toilet paper. I don't love from her, the way her belly button looks either. I mean, when you zoom in, it's strange. And I, I will say this, I mean, to your, to your, I think, general point here, like when I zoomed in, uh, that did catch my eye immediately. And I wonder, actually, now that I think about it, I wonder if that's like a male there's some benefit to a man being able to detect some sort of potential disease around that area of a woman's body. So we like, yeah, cause I, I did, I did see it very quickly. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's white. So it kind of shows up, but it's, yeah. <laughs> um, Does that lower your attractive, your level of attraction to her? It, I, if I know it's not some kind of, um, disease, Boil. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then no, uh, because it's not. And also when you zoom out, it's completely invisible, which makes me wonder whether, I mean, it could, this could, it's so small that this could actually just be like a piece of cotton fuzz or something like that. Could uh, be. As opposed to that. Um, so I assume that for you, it does, it does lower your attractiveness. Well, I mean, look, I have a history of being bothered by flecks of toilet paper being stuck on labia. <laughs> And so I'm a little sensitive to this and in intellectually in a way that most folks probably aren't. But yeah, I don't like that she didn't notice it herself or else presumably she would have taken another picture, you know, picked it off and taken another picture. That's assuming that this is the 85% case where this is actually toilet paper. Is it? And let me ask you this. I mean, would you prefer it if uh, women that you were going to interact with in this way, if they used bidets? I just don't for their understand. Lady parts. I don't think. I mean, gosh, I'm sure my asshole often has flecks of toilet paper just hanging around there, but I don't put up 50 megapixel images of myself on Reddit uh, with my asshole in full view. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't understand this woman's process that led to this occurring. <laughs> Yeah. I'm looking, by the way, at her. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, well, but it's so small that I'm not sure. Yeah, I hear you. Maybe she used a brand that was not very expensive that disintegrated in such a way that she couldn't. It was just on. Yeah, she would have had to take a shower and very carefully clean it out to get rid of it all. Um, this is definitely these are definitely breast implants. I wonder if they went in through her navel. I wonder if that's why her navel is so sort of recessed and deep looking. And But yeah, there's mm -hmm. just no I mean, if you look at like the uh, below her breast area, below her breast. It just can't, there's no way that that's, it just doesn't, <laughs> it's, 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 these things are uh, levitating in a way that's not really possible. Yeah. This image really is remarkably high resolution. Like if you look at her 
well, the, the viewer's right breast, her left breast, you can see three darker hairs sort of in the uh, three o'clock to five o'clock position. You see those? Yeah, I do. What is that? Is that a problem for you? No, look, okay. I'm being ridiculous here. This is like the sort of trope that you see on various comment threads where, you know, somebody's like, oh, I don't like her toenails or I, I don't like, I don't like this. I, I mean, this is a very attractive woman. She's you know, exquisite in many ways. And I'm sort of nitpicking here, but this is sort of what I do when I look at uh, pictures like this. I told you that I have sort of like this obsession with, with skin and imperfections in skin. And so, yeah, I just, I notice this stuff. That's interesting. One thing that I notice is when you zoom in, I, I, I seldom do this, essentially never. When mm-hmm. you zoom in on parts of her body, you can pretty easily select parts of her body where you can't tell if it's a man or a woman. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so then it sort of the attractiveness becomes confusing. Um, she has like a couple black flecks in the peach fuzz below her navel. All right, this is getting boring. Let's move on. It is. I, I do, but, but on the, on the zooming in and not knowing the gender, like I, I, when I, when that happens to me, yeah. When somebody loses their gender in that way, you know, when the gender, the gendering goes away, like I think that men generally, and this is actually taboo to say in, uh, 2022 America, okay. but I think men generally like, like gendering, like, you know, men, men appreciate gendering. Men want to know, Oh, is that a boy or a girl? And so that's tricky because like society wants to uh, change that. Uh, but I don't think women care as much. And so like when I see a body that's not as gendered, I think to myself, oh, this is maybe how the, how women see the world. Like they don't see genders as starkly as men do. Huh. Um, yeah. We've talked about this before in reference yeah, to the baseball I mean, picture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Men stare at the crotch and I think the, the thought is they're looking for a bulge there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it matters to me a lot. Like I want to understand the gender, and so and so in some ways it bothers me to see a body part and not know the gender because then I'm like, well, shit, what do I do here? Am I <laughs> am I attracted or not? Yeah, I mean, I've I don't want to be tricked. This, I've mentioned this before, but you know, I'll I'll match with people on Tinder, and it it'll only be after I match that I discover that they're trans, and I I feel generally sort of I don't know surprised that my first pass filter didn't notice it people are getting yeah and then and then what happens pretty good at it well then i unmatch them you unmatch them because you're not interested in a transsexual partner yeah i mean right there's some like interesting thought experiments to be had here like at what point of the reveal of a penis would you not nope out the situation so if i know about it initially before i even meet them i'm going to nope out if i you know, discover it at various points. I'm going to know about, but is there a point beyond which I'd be like, well, here I am. I don't, I don't think there is, but I, but I wonder. Haven't we discussed this though? That like, if you're, if you're re- receiving a blow mm-hmm. or a hand job or something, you might not care. So I feel like if I knew there was a penis down there, it would affect my ability to get aroused. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. But I mean, conceptually, like whatever, like if my body reacts in the way that makes things feel good, I'm here for it. But I just don't think it would. I mean, knowing that somebody, knowing that a picture is somebody who's older is enough to throw me off. It doesn't, doesn't take much. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing though, is that like, we we should move on, but, but I mean, this is the thing is for, for men, they, men really care a lot about whether they can impregnate the person in question. 
And I think that has to do with like, there's an age range where you can impregnate them. And so men are mm-hmm. much more interested in sort of fertile women, which means they can't be too young. They can't be too old. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's fertility markers of all kinds, like uh, looking healthy and so forth. Uh, well, maybe that bought Johnny Wade. Yeah. And then, I, then of course, the one that I, yes, the most <laughs> obvious one is like, yeah. And, and like, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's just what men are doing. Like we have these subconscious filters that ultimately amount to, is this a, an impregnable person? And so, yeah, I mean, it makes life confusing for a man, like deep down, like a very deep down confusing for a man when you start to erase that stuff and say, oh, well, genders don't matter and, or, or sex and gender are separate and so forth. It's like, well, who am I supposed to impregnate? It's confusing. Um, right. It's tricky. Yeah. Well, so. I'll, I'll keep fighting the fight and hope I don't misidentify. Fair. Okay. This person on Reddit says, my wife is noisy and I'm not sure whether to do anything about it. We've covered this topic before, but I think there's a slightly new angle here. Uh, this person says, my wife and I have a great relationship, the usual ups and downs, but I don't have any real complaints. And what I came here to discuss isn't really a, an issue but I do trust the wisdom in the sub, so here I am. My wife is very vocal during sex, and at times it has me a little paranoid of or aware of others hearing us, especially when we have house guests or are staying with friends or relatives. When we are at home alone or at a hotel, it's not an issue, although we have had comments in hotels before. But other times I just wonder whether it's worth worrying about or being aware of. We've talked about it, and she says she gets lost in the moment at times, and she isn't aware that the loudness is happening, which is good, obviously. But more to the point, she says this is just how she is, and she isn't interested in trying to be different. It's natural in how she expresses herself. Should I drop it? So this (laughs) man is claiming that his wife claims that she can't control her her noisiness. Like she's yeah, it implies that there's like not a performative aspect at all to it. In fact, she can't even control it. How do you how do you respond to that? Well, I mean, if it was a man, if it were a man, if it were a man, in other words, if this, if you if you flip the genders here, I think that almost anyone, be, would, everyone would be skeptical. I think yes. that's right. They'd say, look, look, like there's so much evidence that men can control this, like you know. Yeah. I mean, and, and really like, I mean, my, I guess my primary exposure, my only real exposure to male, male sexual activity is via porn and talking to other people. But like, I just don't think I've ever encountered, like, I don't think I've ever encountered a situation where men the screaming man. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, like on the, um, uh, whatever the, 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 the female oriented porn subreddit that I follow, like they often are looking for men that moan, which is not my cup of tea necessarily. Although like some amount of sound like indicates he's enjoying it, but like it's, uh, I want it pretty limited anyway. So there's that. So then it's like, okay, so if you're basic, if you're, so my baseline assumption is that like men and women are fairly similar in, in, in most ways. So it's like, well, okay. So I, so I, it's a little hard for me to believe that they can't control it. Um, yeah. And I think that uh, again, from like porn, the, let's see, from porn, the, uh, the more moaning happens, I think you can pretty much linearly, there's a linear relationship between that, between that and sort of like how porn starish the porn is and how kind of performative it is. Sure. That being said, like I, you know, have some anecdata from people telling me, oh no, no, no. I knew this woman who, yeah, like had this extreme 
vocal response and claimed it was involuntary. And so I've heard this kind of story before. Okay, yeah, and that but that leaves me with some doubt. Right. Okay. So I was I was hoping you would go in the direction of doubting this woman's uh, claim. I also doubt her claim, but I'm <laughs> I'm not sure on what level I doubt it. So level one would be she's just lying and she's performing for some reason. Level two is she's subconsciously decided that she must be loud and is sort of, yeah, like now she's taken the position where like she, you know, if you put a gun to her head, she would actually say she has to be loud, even though she doesn't really. And I'm not sure which of those is going on here. Well, I mean, I I think like one thing to consider is that like, one thing that gives me a doubt about these kinds of stories, and it goes with like the sort of complicated or confusing orgasm stories you hear as well from women is that like, I think that in order to enjoy sex for, for a man, like the, the plot of sex is pretty standardized and like it, it has to be evolutionarily. Like it would be, I'm not sure humans would exist in their present form. If men had to have some really complicated thing to happen in order to impregnate a woman, like it just, it needs to be a simple, straightforward script for women. That's not the case. And many, many, many women report like, well, look, I mean, you know, the standard ratio of women who even have orgasms during sex is half or a third of the time, something like that. Maybe many women never have orgasms during sex or never have orgasms at all. And so there's some kind of other mind space they have to get into some women, many women in order to really enjoy it. And I could see that going along with this kind of stuff. Like you basically have to like kind of let go on some kind of like relatively extreme way that a man wouldn't have to. And hmm. so it's not that they like, could they lie there and just not do that? Yes. But like, if they want to enjoy it, they need to like almost, yeah, they need to do something more profound in a way that a man doesn't. Um, I'm trying to think like, like when men weightlift or aren't there activities that men do that like kind of do require some kind of vocalization or the vocalization really changes your ability to uh, fully uh, accomplish your objective. I mean, weightlifting I, is an obvious one. I know in tennis, a lot of players are encouraged to grunt as they hit the ball. It, it sort okay. of encourages them to follow through properly, I think. Yeah. Uh, there, I'm sure there are others that I'm not thinking of right now. And so it could be something like that. It's like a, it's like a way to get yourself into the mind space where you're more likely to enjoy it. And so do they have, yeah, but I'm with you on the notion of like, oh, she can't not do it. But I could see her saying, I can't enjoy it in the same way unless I do this. That I could buy. Like, that's not insane to me. It's such an imposition on everybody, not just the man, but everyone around them. Like, wouldn't she be better off if, eh, maybe not. I mean, if she's decided that the thing that makes sex interesting for her is exclaiming in a certain way, how great sex is going in in the moment, then she might not be able to shake free of that shackle. Well, I mean, let me ask you this, which, which would you prefer a partner who, um, had some sort of, it doesn't have to be this exact behavior, but basically has to get lost in the moment in some way. In other words, like she's, yeah, she, she has to get into some kind of headspace. It's a little different. It's a little, maybe weird off putting, whatever. It's not like as straightforward as the guy would be, or maybe some women would be that's on the one side. On the other side is a woman who just always uses a vibrator while you're doing PIV sex. And right. it works because it's a vibrator. Like, which would you pick? 
Right. She's so intellectually aware of like what it is that makes her have orgasms that she really would just prefer the vibrator because it's the best. Or well, I think most women would. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, I mean, I think the alternative you're presenting is someone who sort of twists herself up into some sort of a pretzel <laughs> to enjoy sex. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, because, and the reason, and part of my evidence for that is like, when you when when we've talked to when you read about women uh, regarding their masturbation habits like watching porn again like or you know it's like women's masturbation habits resemble those of men sure right. yeah it's, it's, it doesn't it's, last it's, that it's a long task that yeah yeah and uh, uh i mean yeah and so and and it's it's very simple like they just go through the straightforward routine and so it's like they're doing something different when they're with a man and there's a reason they're doing that and it has to do with like they're trying to get lost in the moment or enjoy it more differently or something like that. Anyway, which would you pick? Before I answer that, uh, okay. I have dated two people that crossed their eyes during sex and <laughs> claimed that they had no control over it. And I ins- expressed some incredulity more to the first person than the second. <laughs> Wait, why? Because I'd seen it before with the second. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, this again. <laughs> I've done you before, haven't I? But wait, hang on. So, so when would they cross? At what point? Uh, I don't remember exactly. I I, I find certain aspects of of eye contact uncomfortable with sexual partners. I like the sound Uh, of that. And so I don't know, (laughs) right? Anything that lowers the intimacy. Uh, Yes. I. Yeah, I'm not sure if. even if I had to, if I could remember whether it was like as soon as the clothes came off or like after penetration started or sometime, you know, close to orgasm, I just don't remember. Um, yeah. I mean, the reason I asked I, is that I, yeah, I, I could see a man. I mean, I could see myself having something like that happen during a particularly powerful uh, nut. I could see, I mean, not, I, I've not, as far as I know, I don't have that specific thing happen, but I could imagine it. Like you're basically like flooding your body with some sort of, drug sure yeah for both of these women it was it was pre-orgasm also Hmm. like during and maybe a little bit post like would take like a minute to reset i don't remember exactly but i do remember that this was happening pre and so the the reason i brought this up is yeah you know the woman in in this reddit post is perhaps (laughs) so used to moaning and groaning and screaming during sex that she now requires it to enjoy it. Uh, that that's one manifestation of, you know, an elaborate mental exercise going on to help women get into the moment. And you know, you know, for other people, maybe it's crossing their eyes, and for others, yeah, maybe there are some other things. Do you, so I don't. I want to get back. I want to have you answer that question about uh, which would you would prefer. But I mean, do you like? I mean, part of what's going on here also surely is the fact that, like, in most cases, the man is the more active partner, and so like as a woman, you have the privilege to be able to like have all these kind of wacky behaviors, Hmm. but like aren't look, I mean, when I say wacky, all I mean is it's like, they're not, uh, I mean, in order for the act to complete, whether you're a man or a woman, like there's a certain, I mean, you know, there's a certain number of strokes that your penis needs to have for a woman. There's some equivalent, like their clit needs to be vibrated a certain number of minutes or seconds or whatever. There's some, there's some equivalent, like there's something that has to happen in order to get you over the edge. And like, these behaviors the woman's doing are not like 
in a classical sense, like moving in that direction. They're kind of like tangential or, you know, vestigial. orthogonal. Yeah. Well, they're just, they're, they're just, yeah, they're just not like going that direction. And so it's like, maybe look, I mean, maybe, maybe like if you were being pegged or you were like receiving, if you were way. somehow, yeah, if you were somehow the passive partner, like if you were restrained, so you really couldn't do anything and the other person, or maybe like, you know, actually now that I think about it, like when I've watched, there's this woman who posts a lot. On on the uh, homemade XXX subreddit of uh, milking table. I mean, just again and again and again. She just and I. So you don't. She doesn't mic up the man. So you're sort of under the table with her. Uh-huh. But um, the man does sound make a lot of sound. You know, like I like maybe he's just. I, I've always sort of assumed he was like letting her know where he was in the process. You know, like I'll knock twice when I'm in a nut or something. But mm-hmm. maybe that's not right. Maybe like when the man is more passive, like he's more likely to make noise. And that sort of could be, I don't know. That reminds me. I, I saw a post yesterday or two days ago talking about calories per minute, uh, burned during sex. And for men, it's like 60 or 70% higher than women. And I mean, that follows like the man is, the man is typically more active, but yeah, this notion that the less active partner needs to almost fill the void with some sort of, some sort of unusual behavior is is an interesting thought. I I hadn't considered that before. Um, Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, you asked, which would I prefer? Would I prefer someone who doesn't have uh, some sort of uh, seemingly vestigial, but possibly important uh, accessory act that they do during sex? Or would I prefer someone who is just so, formulate is so aware of what they need to do to orgasm and, and focused on it. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think it depends. Like, uh, I think with the occasional or short-term partner, having them do something unusual might be kind of an ego stroke, right? Like it's, Oh, they're really enjoying this or they're really caught up in this moment. And yeah, that could be good. But with a long-term partner, I think my preference starts moving toward really wanting to be sure that they're orgasming. Like that's more important to me than some sort of, I don't know, performative (laughs) thing going on. Yeah. I think I feel the opposite way. Uh, I think that I think, well, not maybe I'm not sure how I'd feel, but in the short term, I think in the short term partner, my answer would, would be something like, I don't care. Um, because it just doesn't like, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'd agree with orgasm? you. Well, I mean, maybe I'd agree with you that like having some interesting behavior is more fun, but like generally, like, I think that like having some, I don't know, like, I think that men might be programmed to want the woman to have some sort of strange behavior. And, and, uh, I, I, I it's something that I've thought of telling, and I will tell her now uh, to Allie, cause I know she's listening to me <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> and that's, uh, our, our, uh, occasional guest Allie, um, like, yeah, I mean, like she describes very dryly and precisely the set of things that need to happen for her to or- orgasm during sex yeah. or masturbation. And yeah. like, that isn't what I, whenever she does that, like, it's interesting, but it's also not what I want to hear. What I want to hear is like something more, I want her to have a routine, <laughs> like some kind of like 
some sort of circus routine that she does. Right. And so I wonder if like, maybe that's like what a guy actually wants in this situation. It's like, Hey, come up with some kind of like, just, you know, watch some porn and just sort of like, you know, come up with some kind of act that you do. Yeah. I wonder if it's actually like that better. It, it might actually be adaptive to have some sort of, <laughs> some sort of act. I mean, you don't want to get too into it, but yeah, some way to like demonstrate that you're enjoying the experience that it provides an ego stroke for the man could be a benefit. Well, it's just like, it's just like how, look, I mean, there's, there's an analogy here. Like men, men don't typically wear makeup. Men care less, uh, generally about their appearance typically mm-hmm. like they're more kind of you know just here, here, here's who i am i'm not gonna you know whereas women are more likely in general to care more about that wear makeup very careful with their hair so on and so forth like have these sort of things where they care about their yeah. appearance and it's where sort of resembles that well where i'm going with it is like you know the man is like in the sex act is like the truck he's just delivering the materials he's going to do something really basic and it's like look what the man wants on some level is for the woman to <laughs> you know you know, put makeup on the sex act. Right. Figuratively, like do something where it's like, oh, you know, this is, you've, uh, you've, you've, you've made this more beautiful, more uh, colorful for me. Whereas the guy, yeah, the guy's in black and white. The woman is in color. And so it's like when it, when you hear the woman talk in very dry and and as we often do, because we get women to be unusually honest on this show, uh, which I think is a test. It's good. It's cool. But like, uh, it's also like, less sexy right it feels more like i'm talking to a man it's like oh right well, but you're just you're talking the way i talk and it's like shit i don't want yeah, you to be we, a man yeah, well we, we strip away yeah, yeah the makeup i guess yes mm. we're, uh, we're all going to be asexual before long yeah all right let's move on um okay um yeah, this post is a, has some ambiguity in it, and there's a clarifying thing, and I'm not sure whether I should say it now or later. I think I will say it after I read it, but just keep in mind that there's something that's ambiguous here. Okay, this person says, told her about odor, now she ended things. Okay, so mm-hmm. I started seeing this polyamorous girl, and we got super hot and heavy. Insane sexual chemistry, sexting every hour, late into weeknights. We were super open about sexual preferences, being shaved or not, outfits to wear, our kinks, etc., One day, while doggy style, I caught a whiff, an unpleasant smell. I've smelled this before many times with some girls. Normally, I wouldn't say anything, and I haven't in the past. But since this was purely sexual, and I felt so insanely comfortable with her, I brought it up on our third date. I very carefully brought it up and tried saying it as sensibly as I could. I smelled XYZ in this position, just wanted to share that. Her facial reaction didn't seem pleasant. Later on in night, I said sorry and explained, I only said it in case this feedback could help make a tiny change. But we still hooked up, chatted, hooked up again the next morning, things were good. We stopped sexting for a couple days. Third day, she says nice things and says she misses me. One week goes by, she says she wants to end things, and it's because of my expectations. And when I asked which expectation, she mentioned the sex smell comment and how rude it was. Should I have never said anything? I normally don't, and now I feel so bad and guilty, but at the same time, I'm so surprised. I want someone to Tell me sexual feedback slash preferences. I didn't mean to hurt her. Um, there is, yeah. So the clarifying thing is that uh, he smelled poop. Um, there was a, a big discussion about whether there was some sort of like foul odor coming from her vagina. And she might've been sensitive about that and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, the, the clarifying piece of information is that it was a poop smell. 
I thought it was going to be that she had no sense of smell. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, good, good callback, Mike. Yes. Um. Okay, I brought this up because I wanted to discuss a couple things. The first is, let's say that you are dating somebody, and uh, you know, it's sort of the beginning <laughs> of the dating, and they have some sort of hygiene issue that is easily addressed, but sensitive. For example, let's say they often have toilet paper clinging to their labia, or maybe uh, they are not as good at wiping themselves as uh, most folks are, or I'm trying to think something else that could be in this constellation of things. But let, let's start with those two things. How do you communicate that in a way that like, isn't going to embarrass the person? Oh, I mean, there could be a bunch of other things. Like there could be just sort of general body odor, like showering. There could be, uh, I think a really common one is like uh, hair, uh, body hair. Yeah. Right. Like there could be, you know, something that's not uh, currently culturally what people do. Uh, although you informed me that that is changing as regards armpit hair for women. Yeah. Yeah. Armpit hair uh, is in again, apparently. Yes. So, so there could be some change there, or it could just be like not what the particular partner expects. Um, so, I mean, like there's a couple ways to look at this, right? I mean, you could look at it as a real positive uh, in the sense of like, let, let's say that this is a potential partner who is uh, maybe uh, better than what you typically would be able to attract. Uh, maybe they're more attractive or whatever, whatever you value in, it, in a partner. Yeah. Uh, you could, you could be like, oh, wow, this is why this person's available. And if I just help them fix this, then I've like, I've taken this sort of dirty uh, penny plus two them, right? I've shined this penny up and now this is awesome. <laughs> and in most, yeah. And I mean, in most cases the, that will work. The other thing is, I mean, look, you have no other real choice because if you don't address it immediately, yeah, there are two things that can happen. One is they can get upset. Fine. But what are you going to do? You're going to, uh, just ig ignore permanently, uh, the fact that your partner doesn't wipe their butt or doesn't, uh, has body odor and doesn't like acknowledge it or doesn't shower, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so, I mean, you really don't have any other choice and I think you just simply have to take that risk. But I think that like in most, I would guess that in the vast majority of cases, like if you're sensitive, sensitive about how you bring it up, actually you wind up like winning. Hmm. Maybe I suspect there is some point there's some period of time at the beginning of a relationship where if somebody communicates something to you that they're embarrassed of, or that, sorry, that is embarrassing to you, that you might just out of shame, move on. Like you, you might address the issue, but needing to face that person again might be sufficiently embarrassing that you don't want to you just don't, you don't have enough invested in the person to overcome that, that, that shame. It'll, well, I mean, what's your other choice? Let's, let's say that you, let's say that you, okay. So you're talking early. So let's say you, uh, let things go for two to three months. So then, so let's, yeah. and let's use this specific example. So this, this is like, <laughs> let's say that she, or, the, you know, let's say that as partners, they really enjoy the doggy style position. They do it mm -hmm. multiple times a week. And so well, across three this months, isn't a good, this is not a good hypothetical because you would probably start <laughs> moving away from the doggy style position if, uh, you know, you were being yeah, but regaled look, is, in her smell. I'll tell you what this is, Keith. This is the male equivalent of faking orgasm. 
Right. See, once you do this, once you go down this path as a man, like you how normalize do you come back? So, right. So you're okay. So there's there's two things going on here. Number one, you said, oh, we'll just just move away from the position that's offensive. Okay, but the problem yeah. there is like, what if that's one or other partner of the partner's favorite position? Yeah. Uh, and the second thing is, uh, you know, okay, let's say you don't move away from the position, and now you're just constantly doing that position. Well, then when you tell them about the problem, they're going to be like, what? How? Like yeah, you like- had. It's like telling yeah. somebody they have something stuck in their teeth an hour after a meal, right? Like so you have like, to, you have to now give a really com- there? right. It's it's like the fake orgasm message. It's like you have to give a really complicated message. Your message has to be something like, "Look, I used to like the way your poop smelled, but I got tired of it." Or you know, just like a woman, the same pickle that a woman is in with faking orgasm. It's like, look, uh, you know, it was okay at the beginning. Uh, but I've learned about myself. Like you have to, you have no, to come up with some gotta, explanation. Yeah, you have to be subtle. You'd have to say something like, "I only started noticing it recently." Yeah, okay, that's exactly what you said. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> okay, yes, okay. I guess you're right. the The paradox here is there is no good time to mention it, but if there is a better time, it's sooner than later. I hear you that, yeah, I hear you that, I mean, I mean, if I was going to be a relationship, uh, uh, like therapist, not therapist, the wrong word, but like a relationship, uh, coach, uh, coach, sure. Great, great word. Uh, I would probably say something, which I, I don't want to be, I don't want that role, <laughs> but if I were going to be that, I would say something like, uh, look, if you bring it up and, uh, in the first two weeks and the person flips out like this, then you probably didn't, it was probably best that it ended from a relationship perspective, because you you have somebody that's like fairly, fairly immature. Like, I mean, if you bring up something that's like a reasonable thing, like no, almost nobody, uh, I mean, I'm imagining a map of the world with like everything colored green, except for Germany, which is red outside of Germany. Nobody wants, uh, anal odors or uh shisa porn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 you know, so we just lost our entire German audience. Sorry. <laughs> they don't speak English anyway. <laughs> Actually, they generally do. Their language skills are impressive. I know. I know. And we do and we do have we do have a meaningful audience in Germany. I'm sorry about that. But yeah. it is a stereotype. <laughs> it is a stereotype. I mean, you have other things that are going for you, like uh, you know, you have some excellent uh <laughs> ladies, just a very attractive ladies that that I really uh, appreciate. But but you also uh, have this issue with the engineering the Axis powers. It's the Axis powers. The Japanese and the Germans are known to have some issues with their porn, uh, and I don't know what the relationship is to World War II. I just know it's the Axis powers. So, and I mean, it's just a well known thing. So, yeah, no, okay, you're not wrong. Is there something someone could say to you that would make you just nope out of a sexual encounter in shame? In shame. Oh, like if they if they told me that I was gross somehow. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, your bo is just terrible, or I, I don't know. Yeah, probably, probably it would be like, I mean, well, as a man, it's tricky, right? I mean, like, because, I mean, okay, you could ask this question in general. Like, let's say that you, let's say that you're a woman and you're pretty attractive, like you're a mm-hmm. seven plus on a scale of one to ten, and you're with a man. And let's say you're like, yeah, you're attractive. Like, is there anything you could say to stop a sexual? I mean, you could say, I'm, I have a disease. <laughs> sure. You could say something about I'm trying to get pregnant so I can right. trap a man and get his money. Like there are things right. they could say, but it's pretty extreme. Yeah. I mean, 
the, a person can always be like mean and vicious and like that sort of makes would that sex work less compelling i don't know well what? of course some people have that kink because then um, you know it's not just a kink it's like it's like look say what you want about me if i've it's this reminds me of like the now i want to def- real, defile you more yeah this reminds me of the real reason the real reason the why men save videos of them having sex with their ex-girlfriends especially if the ex-girlfriend dumps the man yeah. I mean, it's like, look like that. Yeah. I mean, it makes him feel good. And so it's, yeah. I mean, the more negative things she says, Hey, it's not going to be a relationship, but like, there's a point where you go, Hey, this is pretty great. Like I'm. Yeah. Okay. So I bring this up because if, if a, if a caring, empathetic woman said something to me like, uh, your asshole smells, can you go wipe it? I would, I would go do so and not, leave the relationship out of shame. But I think there are like a hundred different things that a man can say to a woman, even if he does it in a caring, kind way that would just make the woman feel so much shame that she would, she would nope out of the relationship. So what is the first thing that you think a man could say that would do that? Well, the, I mean, there's the topic of this question. Like he told her like, Oh, you know, your asshole kind of stinks. But I think if somebody, if, you know, it was an early relationship thing. And I was like, oh, hey, you have some like stubble in your armpits. I would, I would, you know, like you to clean that off or, hey, I noticed you have a nipple hair or, you know, I just think there's like a whole <laughs> slew of things, um, you know, oh, your, you, you know, your toenails uh, are a little <laughs> rancid or whatever. I just think there's a whole slew of things that a man could tell a woman and, and she would, you know, just collapse and shame from it. And I'm, and I'm not sure that there's a analogous situation for men. I don't know if reading, I mean, the, the poop one is a nice one because like there is a, there's definitely, I mean, people are socialized and there's a good reason for this to have shame feelings about poop. I mean, the good reason is like, because like, you know, society, civilization depends on sewage, sewers, not sewage, sewers, <laughs> like good, good, you know, handling sewage properly. Uh, so, so there is a good reason behind that, but I'm not sure that shame is actually the main, in my opinion, motivation here. Um, okay. for the woman, I think it's not that I think it's that like it, it she's women are like, whereas a man in a, in a relation, in an early relationship or a sexual encounter is looking to score. He's looking to get that orgasm and notch his bedpost. Yes. The woman, and this is true, I mean, women like, like it or not, the woman I don't think is looking for that. She's looking for, she's trying to figure out if this is a good match for her, is this a good partner? And if you say something like kind of callous like that, like, hey, uh, like, no, look, hey, uh, you, uh, could you, could we just clip off this little hair on your <laughs> left nipple? She's going to think to herself, like, this is obviously a bad partner. And because yeah. for women, uh, for almost all women, maybe all women, uh, but all, say almost all, uh, sex is very secondary to the relationship. It's a, it's a, it's a there's an emotional dimension that's more important. Uh, she's just going to say, look, the, the sex is not important to me. I can always get more sex elsewhere very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but, but this behavior is weird. Now, w- when the, when you bring up the poop specifically, I think it's kind of an interesting mixture of the two, because I think there would be a significant amount of shame. On the other hand, it's like, you know, you could see that the fact that you have the courage to mention this to her actually being a huge plus on the relationship side, because it's like an, it's a totally reasonable thing to, to actually ask. And the man yeah. could do it in such a way that it's, you could say, Hey, like as a man, you could probably come up with some little story or anecdote or just some way to like, kind of make it not. Yeah. You don't have to be like, yo, your, your, your ass stinks. Like you could do something <laughs> more 
caring than that. You could say, yeah, you know, I, uh, I read about this or I used to have, have this thing, or you could say something. So it's more, you, you know, these, these techniques to, but, but, but like, it's an, it's, it, it would be hard for her to say, well, that's an unreasonable thing to be worried about. Yeah. It sounded like this guy delivered things as kindly as he could, although he's the one telling the story. Who knows how she received it? I mean, maybe there's nothing she can do. Maybe that's just where she's at. She's got, she, she cleans it. I, I don't maybe know. she did. Maybe I, she assiduously cleaned, you know, all day and he said it after that. And so she knows that there's no, there's nothing more she can do. She, you know, you know she gave I mean, it her we all. Actually, it would actually be interesting. Uh, I don't think we've reached a level of success as podcasters yet where we could do this, but it would actually be interesting to talk to like a gynecologist and mm. ask them things like this. Like how, like how, yeah, how I mean, variable what, are various odors? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is this is this the kind of thing where you where you do actually have patients where there's just nothing they can do? It's like, yeah, there's like there's this set of people who have like these problems, and you think, oh, you can just do this, 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 but there isn't actually anything they can do. Yeah. And for a woman, like the reality is that like their anatomy is set up so like it's pretty tricky, and yeah, and that's one of the reasons why there is a shame dimension. Like there's there's just no way for a woman to have PIV sex without her butthole being involved. Right. Whereas a man, a man could basically, a man could like tape his butt cheeks shut and have sex. Like as if there's just not, but as a woman, if she did that, it wouldn't work as well. Yeah. You couldn't get it in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, I wanted to be sure we got to this topic. This person says, I'm pretty sure she peed my bed. We, 17, so they're both 17, we're having sex, and all of a sudden she tells me she's squirting. So I watch, <laughs> and it looks yellow, which is not what I was expecting. And it was a stream, and my bed sheets smell like piss. Like, I don't know if this is if this happens to some girls or if she was faking it. Someone please explain. If she actually orgasmed or something and uncontrollably peed, I'd be fine with that. But I don't know if that's possible. I'm worried that she faked an orgasm. Yeah, so uh, can I say something? Yeah, please. Yeah, so worried, worried that she faked an orgasm. That's a funny <laughs> comment. But yeah. I'm worried. Oh no! It's like look, look, brother. Uh, all effectively, all women have done that. Man, many men have, as we've discussed. But 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 effectively, all women have faked orgasm. But anyway, mm-hmm. I was watching as I do uh, a replay. Well, one of these sites that sort of uh, steals steals the uh, the streams of uh, cam people. Yep. I think the cam couple was jill and jack or jack and jill it's these two people the guy has an enormous penis that's not why i go to it though they have a lot of times a third person on and for some reason i was clicking around on there anyway there was one where there was there was one where there was squirting okay and uh here's what i want to say okay i was able to see the facial expressions of both jack and jill Mm -hmm. whatever their real names are while Mm -hmm. this third person was squirting she was on their couch and I will describe for you the, the man, Jack, his, his, his facial expression was like joy, happiness. <laughs> Jill's <laughs> facial expression was like some mixture of horror and like you're pissing on my couch. Right. Yeah, I think I that women, crate and barrel. And, yeah. I think uh, women basically all know that this is piss. Like it's not, this is, this is this, this like kind of tempest in a teapot where they clan, you know, people will try to play this game of like, Oh, you don't know what the fluid is. It's like, come on. Like women all know. And like when women 
By the way, I think that, I think actually it wasn't from Creighton Miller. I suspect Peril. I suspect that like it's a leather couch like or something, and they know it's going to get pissed on. Okay. It's just that like I think women because the woman knows she knows what's going on. She knows that this person is just peeing, just letting forth. It's not some sort of orgasmic, whatever. It could be incontinence, but it's in this case it wasn't. It was just the woman peeing. Um, and it's also kind of like very vulgar, right? It's like not like there are these videos online of like a woman peeing where, you know, she's sitting on a toilet or whatever. This isn't that. This is a woman like essentially in the gynecological pose, legs completely spread, vulva mm-hmm. open, and then she's just fucking peeing. Yeah, and like that's pretty loose. vulgar. It's pretty lewd. Well, what if, <laughs> what if it is true that some women, some women, have have to in order to like maximally enjoy sex oh but, but like like the making noise thing it's a good no oh, no okay. no okay is it possible but that there is some sort of uncontrollable spasmatic emptying of the bladder Oh yeah, there's incontinence, but I mean, you're you're basically, cl- I mean, to, to, no, to like take what no, okay, not yeah. related to incontinence, related to sexual pleasure. Well, that's what incontinence is. Incontinence is when you like when you're when you pee without meaning to. Like yeah, but men is never not, do that yeah. during sex. That's be, that's and, for and two there, reasons. And there, and there are incontinent men. Yeah, but they're okay. First of all, uh, I have seen a video of a man peeing inside Ugh. a woman's vagina. I don't in think the I could do that. I don't think. I think you could, Mon. Uh, it's hard to pee when I'm fully erect anyway. I know, but I think you could do it. it it's, I mean, anyway, I've seen, I've seen a video. Okay. Secondly, uh, yeah, for a man, it's like, look, the, the anatomy makes incontinence less likely because like, there's just a lot more urethra to go around. And secondly, when you're, yeah, I mean, like there's some sort of you know, there's some sort of valve in there. You know, I mean, there's something, look, there's a reason why your semen doesn't go up into your bladder. It's because there's something that sort of squeezes that off. And so that's why it's difficult for you to pee while you have an erection, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's like not particularly likely for a man to have this kind of incontinence. For a woman, it's much more plausible because like their anatomy is totally different and in that regard, or largely different. Um, but, but look, it, it's, yeah, it's, it, I don't think, for, okay. Anyway, to your question of whether a woman would, would, need to involuntary or need to do this. I mean, you're presupposing that the only way she can orgasm is if she, if she has a full bladder. What uh, if she just peed before? You're saying that it's impossible. It would be then I know. impossible. I, like, I mean, we've been through this before. Like some women claim there's like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll eat dinner and you'll have a big steak dinner and you'll, you'll feel really full but then someone will say like, oh, there's creme brulee or chocolate cake. And like somehow you have like extra space in your stomach to, to eat sweets. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, dogs sometimes too, you know, you'll see a dog like marking every spot on like a 10 block area somehow. Like they seem to like have like this infinite reserve of like extra urine in their bladder. Okay. So, yeah, maybe there's always enough to squirt with regardless of how recently you've peed. And of course, would, yeah. we're not addressing this, but there are people who claim that there's some other reservoir. 
<laughs> I know. I know you don't want to address that. Right. <laughs> the irony is the like irony we don't is have MRI machines or something. The, yeah, these uh, it's it's some it's like some kind of weird like COVID denialist. I'm not sure which side of denying are they are they the anti-mask people, the anti-vax people. I don't know who it is. Right. Mask people, whoever it is. Uh, but these same people, or the, there's a set of people out there that think there's this extra reservoir. And then there's also this set of people out there that think that women have an infinite supply of the requisite hormones to have infinite orgasms that all feel really good back to back. Yeah. You're just like, look, like where, like, where is this in the female anatomy? Because if I could get that, if I could get that anatomical piece, the one that gives me that hormone or what, whatever series of chemicals that make, you know, they sort of emanate from your crotch that are obviously mm -hmm. put into your bloodstream or whatever, whatever your body's doing. If I could get that put in my body, that would be, I mean, I think it's, I think, I think that's heroin or something. <laughs> I think, I think it's just that. So, I mean, so there's a problem with that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so, so I think we can set aside the extra uh, reservoir because I don't, that's just silliness. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like the, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's it, sure it's plausible that they always have a certain well, amount. Maybe, you can look up how much urine is made by the kidneys per minute. It's it's significant. Or I mean, maybe, there's always some pee. Maybe there's some sort of correlation and maybe even causation between women who are quote unquote able to squirt, <laughs> quote unquote able to quote unquote squirt, uh, and some sort of bladder issue. Well, I don't, I mean, look, like maybe like, they're not we, good at emptying their bladder. And so. I don't, I mean, I think that, the, you know, usually the best explanation is the simplest one. I mean, if you, if you, if you search for, um, what I would consider like the most convincing squirting porn, mm -hmm. um, so it, what I consider not convincing is a woman just where it's just, I mean, she's like what I described from Jack and Jill's, uh, yeah, she's just like letting just, loose all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like she pees and it's like, it's like obviously a full bladder full of just pee and like, it's, <laughs> there are no, it's just like, yeah. what? I mean, by, by the way, like if she was having an orgasm, like there would be contractions that would sort of stop it and start it. I mean, it would look a little different than just, you know, if, if the pee is just coming out continuously, like that is not an orgasm. I mean, men should know this because men know that the feeling of an orgasm is sort of the opposite of the feeling of peeing. It's like the opposite direction. It's a pull instead of a push. But anyway, uh, if the, like the most convincing porn of squirting in what I've seen involves like the man, a man putting his fingers into the woman's vagina, vigorously rubbing the upper sort of anterior, the part toward the clitoris yes. inside the vagina, which is the part, which is where the urethra is for the woman, right? Yep. That's where it is. And mm -hmm. it makes sense to me that what he's really doing there by rubbing, rubbing, you know, going nuts is he's basically, he's basically Stimulating. turning off, he's yeah, turning he's off the muscle. He's, he's, he's preventing her from, he's, he's oh, making I her see. incontinent. I see. He's making her incontinent just in the same way that like, yeah, there's probably some area below your balls in your taint area that if you really stimulate it vigorously, like you could maybe not, I'm not sure, but you might be able to make it kind of confusing whether like, you know, am I holding back my pee or not? Because you've sort of like, yeah, you've kind of like activated that muscle so much. Um, and so, yeah, they do that. And then when the woman, and then at some point the woman starts peeing because she can't, yeah, she's been rendered incontinent. And I mean, she like, can't not. Right. And I mean, like if somebody, if, if, a, if a woman is getting, you know, she's getting PIV'd, by a guy with a really girthy penis. Hey, I mean, I could see that happening. Uh, you know, <laughs> you get up in there and and it sort of rubs it. And so, yeah, I mean, you could, and, and also some women are predisposed but you would to it. Also so not, see, yeah. You would also see lots of circumstances where people are quote unquote squirting when they're not orgasming. Like there would be little, there would be some correlation there, but sure. not. Okay. 
but like, but importantly, like my view on this is not that it doesn't exist. My view on it is that people's obsession with it is stupid. It's like, you're like, I mean, it would be like, it would be like if there were, I mean, there probably are women who faint during orgasm because they have like some sort of, you know, low blood pressure or some sort of syndrome. I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of things that can happen to people during orgasm because it's like a, a kind of a unique event in your body. And if you have some other problem, uh, it could sort of, you know, they could be, re- they could relate. Right. I mean, like, you know, and so I don't really understand it. Well, I, I do understand why people get obsessed with this. It's because men love the idea of things squirting out of people's bodies when they have orgasms. <laughs> well, so. some sort of physical manifestation of a female's pleasure. It would be, would be nice if it were reliable and scientific. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just that like, then you have like the um, the the guaranteed result of women, like then it just becomes completely uh, performative. Well, yeah, so but I'm just saying that, like, the dream that like a woman has a very analogous situation to a man when when she orgasms is is obvious, and that people are inclined to believe that squ- that squirting is real in in the most uh, egregious way that some people uh, defend it is like, I understand why people are tempted to believe. Um, doesn't make it so though. Sure. I mean, men could, you know, women could, there could be some porn. I mean, you can imagine a lot of these things. There could be some porn where like a woman who's lactating, like makes us, there's milk that shoots out when she orgasms. Like, Oh, look at that. But the main message here to a guy would just be like, you need to like grow up. Like it's not, look, women don't care about sex as much as you, you do, or you want them to. And this stuff is largely not true. The thing that happens is largely not that interesting, not as interesting as you want it to be. All that being said, like you as a man are fortunate that you find it very interesting and you get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And for the most part, women are willing to go along with that and create a pretty good situation for you. But like kidding yourself into thinking that like they're, yeah, like when they're giving you a blow, I mean, yeah, like it's like your blowjob thing, right? It's like, it's like, yes, the woman may enjoy it, but she's not, (laughs) she's not sitting there thinking like, oh my God, this is like the greatest thing that ever happened to me. When you're nutting in her mouth, she's thinking, "Ah, oh, well, he enjoyed it." It's it, the thoughts she's having aren't the thoughts you exactly want her to be having. But right. part of being an adult is to realize that and be like, "Oh, grateful that this person, you know." And look, women have to do the same gymnastics. They, you know, have to come to accept these predilections that men have and enjoy the situation in spite of them. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's probably a good place to stop. So <laughs> that's a wrap on episode 55 of Your Mileage May Vary. Thanks to Mike for that primer on female experience and anatomy. Oh, you're welcome. You can, you can find us at YMMVPod on Twitter or YMMVPod at gmail.com. That would be the perfect place to ask Mike to be your relationship coach. Thanks for listening. We hope to have you back next time. <laughs>